0: Hello and welcome to Pastor George's Bible study. Oh, yes, I think that's recording
1: now. Yeah, I'm recording now. We'll see. Tony, you're welcome. Good evening, brother. How are you? Fine, Pretty long yet? time. <laughs> yes,
2: uh, job wise.
1: <laughs> okay, you, yeah, that's true. You, you work, um, on, at times on stuff today. Yes, yeah, that's to right. So we are welcome. Um should we should we can we start off um, and can we ask um, Michael, please can you open us up in prayer? Yes, sir. That's right, yeah. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for bringing us together, Lord, and we thank you for this time that we can share um, with <clears throat> brother, brother Akin. Lord, we ask you to, um, to touch his words with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that they may be directly from you, Father, that there may be all truth in what he says. <clears throat> Lord, we ask you to help him expound the Bible to us, Lord, and for us to listen, to be attentive, and to take these words into our hearts. We pray that in Jesus' name, Lord, Amen. 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 Um, by God's grace, I I feel that we should thanking God that God has brought us into a new year. But what does it what does what does it mean for us as believers? who have entered another year. And I just feel strongly it's good to look at. We need to increase our faith. And how can we ensure Uh that we are doing this? Uh That's what we want to look at. And it's, we're just going to study the life of Isaac. And then we will look into a particular story that involves the Lord Jesus, as he relates with increasing no. our faith as the years go yes. by. Like I said, beloved brethren, and I've said it several times. Um, as adults, it's good to evaluate and and re review your work with God. And like we always do at the end of a year or at the beginning of a year that we kind of review, take stock, Is there's nothing wrong with taking stock for our own lives as well. Um, I've always, this is the way I use my own, I'll just share this with you. When I want to see how old I'm going, how old I'm growing, one way of looking at it is, I look at my own children and I wonder, goodness me, I am growing old. Because I can still remember when I used to carry them as babies. I cannot carry them now. So because I can't carry them now, that means two things have happened. They have grown and me have grown older. It's just a visual way of reminding your heart that the years... And the days of your life are ticking away. And it's very important we add eternity. We add the value of eternity to our days. If you think, oh, I'm still young. Maybe Dominic, you might think, oh, well, I'm young. I'm not married yet. I don't have kids. I still have time. Your years are going by. And because our years are going by, it's crucial we add eternity to it so that it can be of value. Even for the young children, I'm sure they they can't remember when they were babies because of um, their memory. But maybe I should ask, Let's go to the Salido family. Regine, I'm looking at you. Can you remember the last time you were young? You were young, the last time you were younger than this. Just give, just stand. Can you remember the age at which you could remember your young years? Um, I
2: think most memories when I was small, I was. Oh,
1: but there's this random memory of me eating rice in high chair. The- That's good though. That's very, very good. Four. You can remember when you were four years and some memory, some small memory, isn't it? I, I could remember when I was six and there was a particular event. My mom traveled for about six months to the UK to do a course or so. By the time she came back, I could not recognize her as my mom again. I thought, who is this auntie that has <laughs> who is this auntie that has come to visit us? <laughs> I was calling my mom <laughs> auntie. <laughs> it's very interesting. You see, whether we like it or not, our years are going by, including the young children. You can't remember when you were babies. Just yesterday in our house, we were going through some old videos and some very funny things these children were doing when they were young. But you see, that is time. The years are going by on everybody's life. And it's important, like I keep stressing, to add eternity to our days and our years. So we're going to look at the story of Isaac and what physical age did to him. So, just bear with me. I just, I thought maybe I would have, um, would look at something else, but I just feel it's crucial. We, we look at it. So, go to Genesis chapter 27. I think we've studied this scripture before in this past, but Please, let it not bore you. It's good to study the game. Genesis 20, I said 26, sorry, Genesis 27. Genesis 27. We will read from verse 1 down to verse 5. Or maybe I will say, let's read it down to verse 10. Just Verse 9, just to give us a context in what we are looking at. So can somebody read, please. Genesis chapter 27 from verse 1 to verse 1 to 9 or 10, whichever one. Yes. Yes, Abigail, read, please. Thank you.
2: Um, when Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for his elder son Esau and said to him, My son, here I am," he answered. Isaac said, "I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now go, no, now then, get to your equipment, your quiver and bow, and go out into the open country to hunt some wild game. Mm-hmm. the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat, so that I may give you my blessing before I die. Now Rebecca was listening as Isaac spoke to his son. Open country to hunt the game and bring it back. Rebecca said to his son, I heard your be father beautiful. say to your brother Esau, bring me some game and prepare some tasty food to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now, my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you. You go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats so that I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it.
1: Mm. okay may God grant us understanding as we explore his Word together again now we saw a situation with Isaac here the Bible said it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau his older son and said to him my son he answered here I am So, we notice a situation here. Isaac was old. His years have passed by and you can see the effect of old age already telling on him. He was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see. Maybe Isaac had cataract. Maybe he had um, sorry, I'm not an ophthalmologist. Maybe he had macular degeneration. Hmm? Maybe. Maybe his eyes, le- the lens of his eyes were, were becoming smaller and smaller and becoming um, not as transparent as what it was when he was younger. This was what was happening to Isaac. He was growing old. And you know, a lot of times we remind ourselves it has nothing to do with the glasses you use. But as you grow older, if you were not using glasses before as a young person, as you grow older, you discover that maybe you need glasses. But you see, this was a physical application of what was going on regarding old age with Isaac. But honestly, beloved brethren, we are not talking about the physical here. And I pray the Holy Spirit to give you a deep understanding of what he wants to communicate with us. Isaac was growing old. His eyes were going dim. The Bible said he could not see. But beloved brethren, can I say that when you grow old physically, it doesn't mean that spiritually your eyesight should grow dim. In fact, in the spiritual, your eyesight, as you grow old, spiritually should become sharper. I pray you understand that as you grow old in the things of God, you are actually fresh spiritually. You're actually vibrant spiritually. And then your eyesight, your spiritual high eyesight. So all the sights you have as an older Christian should actually be more distinct and sharper. What do I mean by the eyesight? All the sights. You have the insight. You have the hindsight. And you have the foresight. Those are the three sights that every human being tends to have. But for the Christian who is following Jesus, all those sights, as you grow older physically, those sights, because you are you are growing older in Christ, those sights become sharper your insight into spiritual things, ideally, as you grow older, becomes more distinct. It becomes very clear. You don't suddenly become blurred in your spiritual vision if you are growing older in the things of God. Actually, because you have advantage of years in your spiritual work with God. Your spiritual sight is clearer. I hope we are understanding what I'm saying. You see, the advantage of being an elderly man who loves the Lord is that your experience in working with God sharpens your sight. I don't know if you've met very old Christians. Have you met very old Christians who love the Lord? Do you know they can just give one simple advice? And you'll be wondering how did this man know? <laughs> How did he know exactly what I am passing through? It's only because his sight is far sharper and clearer. I pray God will not us understanding. I don't know how to say this because you see, I'm not an old man. So I'm saying what I'm saying, I'm saying it with a lot of gravity of my own heart because I know. That this is God's will for us. You see, as Christians, physically, we don't have an option. We will grow older if Christ dies. The issue is what are you growing older into? That's what matters. Are you growing older and your perception of God is improving as the years go by? Are you growing older and your discerning in the things of the spirit is becoming stronger and stronger? That's the issue. Can I just show you the example of Moses? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 34. Let's go back to Deuteronomy. let's go to Deuteronomy 34. I want I want to see, I want to show you. People who grew older, but it was as if their senses was even improving as the age increased. Look at it. It's only 34. Sorry. Look at verse 7. It was talking about the death of Moses. But look at it. It says Moses was 120 years old. When he died. His eyes. Were not dim. Nor his natural vigor. Diminished. That was. That is very strange. The Bible said. His eyes were not dim. You expect. That as you grow older. Your eyes become dim. Is the natural. Natural um process in life but honestly like i remember what i what we started with at the beginning of this bible study that we are not talking about the physical first god is interested in our spiritual senses because you see your senses your physical senses your eyes your ears your nose your taste those are the gateway to your external isn't it now the gateway to the spiritual environment for us is your spiritual senses the way you perceive god the way you 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 experience god those come about by your spiritual senses And what God is challenging us with this evening is that as you grow older, those things, those spiritual senses must improve and not diminish. That's what God is trying to challenge your heart with and my heart with this evening. That as I grow older, I'm perceiving God much more clearly. God is not hazy to me any longer. There are some things God does and I'm thinking, I'm saying, but God, why did you do this? And as I meditate on it, as I think and ponder on it, my heart is engaging with God more and more. I know in spiritual things, experience does not always count, but A man who is working with God or a woman who has been working with God for years develops a cumulative um, experience with God that makes him or her fresh and always perceiving God. It's just like what happens naturally. The more you use a muscle, do you understand? The more you engage a muscle in your body, the stronger it becomes. The same thing spiritually. The more you exercise your spirit over years in your relationship with Jesus, your sensitivity to the spiritual things that pertain to the Lord improves. All that comes with advantage of years. So we see for Isaac... The Bible said, let's go back to um, Genesis 27. The Bible said, as he was aging, his eyes were growing dim. And beloved brethren, we have entered another year. We need to pray that Lord, even in this new year, let my spiritual sensitivity to you and to the things of God improve. Let it improve, Lord. Because you see, beloved brethren, whatever me and you will do for God depends on the state of our spiritual senses. All the activities you carry out naturally in the world, you get up in the morning, you have your bath, you brush your teeth, you eat, all that are dependent on your physical senses. Isn't it? The same thing applies spiritually. If God is calling you to do something for Him, He relies on your spiritual senses so that you can perceive what He wants you to do. If those spiritual senses are going dimmer and dimmer as the years go by, you will not eventually turn out to be useful to God. I pray you understand what God is trying to pass across that as we age physically, our spiritual work with God increases and it becomes stronger and stronger. Look at the example of Jesus. We, just, just remind, I know you've read it before. Let's read it again. Just to remind us, Luke chapter 2. This was the story of Jesus as he increased in his years. Look at it at the end of that chapter. The Bible said. Verse 39. This was after Jesus. Was born. And the Bible shows us a picture of how he grew. Look at it in verse 39. And verse 40. He said so when they had performed all these things. According to the law of the Lord, they are just dedicated Jesus. They returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew. And how did he grow, please? The Bible said, became strong in spirit. Filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. Can we read that from another translation? Luke chapter 2 verse 39 let's just look at verse 40 from another translation please in this version says and the child grew and was strong in spirit Hmm. filled with wisdom and the grace of god was upon him the bible said king james said he waxed strong do you know what it means to wax something you know what it means Look at the example of the candle. Eh? The candle is made of wax, isn't it? As, the, as, as you put heat to the candle, the wax becomes soft and liquefied. Isn't it? But over time, when you put out the light, what happens to the wax?
2: It?
1: it becomes strong. this? It becomes strong. strong. Hmm? That wax is just an example of what What the Lord wants to do with us. And this is what God is calling us to do. That as our years go on, as our years goes by, our spirits become stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger in God. Your faith increases. Your faith in the word of God increases. Your perception of the Holy Spirit as he speaks to, speaks to you through his word increases. This comes with time. And I'm praying that this will be our experience. This is how we grow into maturity as the years go by. You are waxing strong in your inner man. The works of the flesh, you are not giving it room to manifest because your spirit is growing and growing and you are becoming more and more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And beloved brethren, this is the advantage of time God has given us. This is the advantage of the years God has given us. It gives us opportunity to work strong in Him. Yes, the physical might, your physical body might be feeling, but your spirit is so strong that you don't even need to. You can just pray a simple prayer and God can walk through that prayer because Is coming from a spirit that is alive and burning. That is what happens with a life that is growing. The Bible said he grew. And he became strong in spirit. You see, the Bible did not emphasize on the physical here. He said he grew, became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. It's wonderful to note as well that as your years goes by and you are appropriating and you are growing properly in the things of God, you you will have an increase in God's grace upon your life. The divine ability to do what you cannot ordinarily do yourself, God endows you with more of it because you are growing in the spirit. God notices that this heart can carry more for me and He pours more grace on it. This life can 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 believe me for more. He pours more grace on it. I'm praying that you understand that old age does not mean or grey older does not mean you diminish in the things of the Spirit. It's actually the opposite. You increase in the things of the Spirit. Let's look at the example of another man. Do you remember Caleb? Let's go to the book of Joshua. I just feel it's good to explore these things. Just to challenge our hearts. That 2021 does not mean, oh, you know, because of COVID, and you know I'm growing older, um, it's becoming difficult to to do spiritual things. Let's just relax. We love brethren. That's not it. We are almost approaching the finishing line in our Christian races. And this is the time to put more vigor and effort in pursuing God. Now, I want us to go to it just it just dropped on my heart to just let's explore this man Joshua again, sorry, um, Caleb, just so that we can get more of understanding. Look at Joshua chapter 14. The story of Caleb this was a man who followed the Lord wholly wholeheartedly. Joshua 14. Now, because of time, I just want us to go straight to some of the things. When it was time for Caleb to inherit or get his inheritance, the Bible said from verse 6 it says, Then the children of Judea, sorry, the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenazite said to him, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God concerning you and me in Kadesh Bania. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord sent me from Kadesh Bania to spy out the land and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. So, Moses saw on that day, saying, Surely, the land where your foot has treaded shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord, my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke his word to Moses, While Israel wandered in the wilderness. Verse. uh, Wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day 85 years old. As yet I am as strong this day. As on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then. So now is my strength for war both for going out and for coming in i hope you understand what we've just read caleb with joshua were sent to spy out the land before they overtook it and the bible said it clearly if you read the book of numbers when the incident actually happened It was only Caleb and Joshua that brought back a a good report. Now, they have entered the land. They are about to inherit it. Look at what Caleb said. This was now 45 years after. Look at what Caleb said in verse 11, which I just want to focus on. As yet, I am as strong this day as on the day That Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then. So. Now is my strength for war. So Caleb was now 85 years. And he was telling Joshua. Look at verse 12. Now therefore give me this mountain. Of which the Lord spoke. For you heard that day. How the Anakins were there. And that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will give me. I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. The man was ready to go to war at 85. He was ready to take a mountain at 85 years. His strength had not diminished. His passion for God had not dropped. A man who was 40 years, was strong enough to go to war, is now, after 45 years, he's still saying, I can still go to war. I, I'm not too old to go to war. What is God trying to tell us from the life of this man? That the increase in age, physical age, does not mean a diminishing in your spiritual passion for Jesus. it should actually be an increase because you have advantage of time. You have advantage of growth. Somebody asked me one day, and I'll, I'll share this with you because it's important. He said, Aki, how is it that you know so many scriptures like this? Do you know what I told him? Very simply. And it is a principle that applies. If you read your Bible every day, every day, every day, what happens to your knowledge of scriptures? Chris. It, and it applies to everything. It's not just Bible. It's not just the Bible. What do we normally encourage children? We tell them, Read. Because your their brain is like a sponge, it soaks up things, and we encourage them read their level, their the rate of learning for them, their ability to capture things is quicker. Uh. You understand? So it's so important that because of chronicity and consistency in exercising your spirit your spirit grows we must not think that because we are older now we should be less effective so you see for Caleb at 85 he was telling he was telling Joshua Don't think I'm old. I can still take over this mountain. And I'm just praying that God will re-energize your heart again. So that you you can be more and more passionate for Jesus. Can I just speak to young people? very briefly do you know you know and we have to start saying these things now I want to ask the young people um, Raphael Raphael I want to ask you do you think you are very busy now uh, no not really not really Okay. Do you, do you think you're busy?
2: Yeah, but then I think of my parents.
1: Your parents are busy, isn't it? Yeah. Why do you say so?
2: Because even though there's all the GCSE stuff and revision, Yes. I realized that they have to do work, they have to cook food, they have to run the errands and like drop us off at
0: school and all that.
1: Yeah. Mm. All bills and all. do you know when i was a young person i thought i was very busy
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. i thought i was busy do you know when i got to university when we started reading medical books i said ah um, this is so busy for me <laughs> i did not know what business meant You see, at times, because of where you are and the stage of life you are, you think that nothing can be worse than this if you are passing through a very tough time. You know, before we started the Bible study, we were talking about Paul. Paul the Apostle. And Dominic was reading for us all the things Paul passed through and kevin passed a comment and you know some and we now read that he had this was paul in first corinthians is it first corinthians 11 paul was listing all the things he had passed through he has been beaten several times shipwrecked they killed him you know his life was not compatible we were talking about this some time ago paul's life was not compatible to be a married man honestly He passed through a lot, and none of us have passed through one tenth of what Paul passed through. But that man still preached the gospel. That man still insisted with the whole of his heart that he was going to serve God till his death. He did not care about his life any longer. Those are things that challenge us, those are things that should challenge you paul did not care about his age he did not say hey, you guys are growing older you know I, I need to slow down in fact it looked as if as he grew older he was doing more it was house arrest that actually slowed paul down left for that man he would have traversed the whole of europe and everywhere if you gave him time he would have gone to africa to preach the gospel It was house arrest that God used to say, you need to write letters <laughs> so that you can do more. What am I trying to say? We saw Caleb here at the age of 85. He was still a vibrant warrior. When you get to 85, beloved brethren, will you slow down? In your spiritual passion, or will you increase it? I've shared the story of a of one elderly man I met some years ago. He came to visit one of the our, our youth pastor here, and when I met him, I saw him with an iPad. Eh? iPad. I saw him with an iPad, and he was reading scriptures, and he was coloring the scriptures. And although he was a frail old man, when he was when he was encouraging me about the things of God, I felt the fire of God in his heart. He was telling me, he said, see,
2: his
1: wife just died some years before I met him. And he was saying, he was just encouraging me. He said, I, I should keep going for Jesus. That for him, he just needs to continue. Even if my body is weak, I will continue. He was encouraging me why I need to keep pushing. He was telling me. He said, you are still young. (laughs) Use your years for him. You will never regret it. It's wonderful to see. It encourages you. If and it's not that he was a healthy man, he was already failing physically. They invited him to go and preach in a church one Sunday like that. As he was getting ready to go for that meeting to go and preach, he collapsed. So they called me to they called myself and Funke to come and see him and check his blood pressure and all that. And he was saying, please let me go and preach the gospel. <laughs> we were the ones that said you are not going anywhere. <laughs> he was drive, he was going to drive there. We said you can't drive. That's a man who is not concerned. It's not that he's not concerned about his health, but he places the things of God first at the detriment of his own physical body. I want to encourage us. And I feel this is what God wants to tell us. As our years go by and as we've entered the new year, can you pray, Lord, increase my passion for you because you have given, brought me into a new year? Let my spiritual sensitivity increase. Can we go back to Genesis 27? So, Isaac, his eyes were dim. He was growing old. He called his son, Esau, and said to him, in verse 2, Behold, now I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. This was a request a father was making to his son. I am old. I do not know the day of my death. I know we don't like talking about death. It's not good to talk about it actually at times. But when you have added eternity to your days, Death is not a sorrowful thing. Beloved brother, the reason why me and you are alive is to serve God actually. Is to be his witness on this side of eternity. When our time is up, God himself will take you home. Remember what Paul said He said to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Death is actually gain for the Christian. It's a glorious thing. I agree people will be sorrowful. But honestly, it is great gain. And I'm praying that you will understand. That anybody who is following Jesus and is passionate about Him, He does not perish. You only move from one side of eternity to the other. Oh, do you remember? Let's let's go to Matthew. <laughs> you know, it touched me so deeply when I read this story again, and I thought, ah, ah, but why did the disciples think that way? Look at it. Matthew chapter eight. Look at this interesting story. Matthew 8, let me read it from verse 23. Now, when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him And awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. And he said to them, why are you fearful, O you of little faith? He arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. So the men marveled, saying, who can this be, that even the winds and the sea obey him? We are not going to study this, this for another time. But I just want to raise what the disciples said. Look at it. When this, you Remember, they followed Jesus. You see, in verse 23, they were disciples. What were they doing? They were actually just doing what disciples do. They followed Jesus. But on this occasion, they followed Jesus into the boat. Maybe the situation would have been different. If Jesus has told them, where we are going, there's going to be a storm. Are you ready to follow me? That information was not available to them. Do you know at times you follow Jesus and as you are following him, you follow him into a storm. It happens. God didn't tell you you are entering a storm so that you will not turn back. <laughs> Maybe if he had told you, you will turn back. But they entered into this storm that day. Look at what the disciples said. Jesus was sleeping. They woke him up. Lord, save us. We are perishing. Excuse me. You know, as I read this scripture, the first thing that came to my heart was what comes, what happens to a man's heart when he's following Jesus and he thinks he will perish? How do you follow Jesus and you go and perish? I don't think it happens. You don't follow Jesus and perish and have a a damned eternity. You don't follow Jesus and die a useless death. You don't follow Jesus and your end has no meaning. Honestly, that's not true. Do you know even if that boat had capsized and they died? eh? Where, excuse me, where are they going? These people were following Jesus. They were his disciples. Even if God has said, okay, it's time to come home. And they and they and the boat capsized and they all drowned. The question they will ask them is: where were you? Oh, we were following Jesus. We were actually in the same boat with him. I pray God will give you understanding. That there is no empty, empty end. There is no, um, sh- let me call it a, a, a an end without glory for the man or the woman, for the boy or the girl who is following Jesus. Following Jesus, you cannot just perish. Look at what he said. Lord, save us we are perishing how can you perish with Jesus by your side may the lord increase our faith you know that was the question why are you fearful oh you of little faith may the lord enlarge our heart you see i pray that as our years go by our faith in Jesus increases that we will behold his word again, and the Holy Spirit will be so clear in our hearts when He's challenging us and encouraging us. Sorry, permit me, let's go back to Genesis 27. It looks like I will not finish that. Genesis 27, please. I just want to highlight something very quickly and then we'll pray. Isaac said, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. But I want to encourage us that as long as we keep following Jesus and we are increasing in our passion for him, our day of death if God wills it so, if Christ dies, it's going to be a glorious one. It's going to be a, a it's not just going to be an ordinary death. No, you have going to be with glory. It is actually gain. Now look at the request he made. Look at a request a father made to a son. He said, Now therefore, please take your weapons. Take your quiver, take your bow, take your arrow. Go out to the field and hunt game for me. This is God's demand on our lives in this new year. Beloved brother, you need to take your weapons, your spiritual weapons, engage them for Jesus this year. There are souls to be saved in the fields of the world. Do you remember that prayer? Jesus asked the disciples to pray. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he may send laborers into the field. You need to take your weapons, beloved brethren. The weapons of your warfare. The sword of the spirit. Engage it so that you can hunt down people for God. You need to engage your hook, your fishing hook and ask the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, this year, help me. Let me be able to throw my fishing hook so that I can catch men and women for you. You need to engage those weapons. It's not for decoration. You sharpen your arrow. Sharpen the arrow of God's word in your heart. Sharpen it. When it's time to encourage, please, don't be shy. Deploy it. Our days are going by. Each year, as each year passes, our salvation is drawing near than when we first believed. Let us engage our weapons. Because you see, the enemy he is not sitting down on leave. I hope you know that the enemy doesn't go on Christmas break. Neither does he celebrate New Year. <laughs> he only knows that his time is going up. His time is up. I need to increase my tempo of activity. If the king, if the the wicked one, the ruler of darkness is not taking leave, why should I relax? Why should I say, you know, God, I've done so much for you. I've done so much for you. How about Lord, you understand I need a break. Why should I do that? Remember Joshua. <laughs> if you look at, I, sorry, I, I'm sorry, I'm apologizing for this, but I have to go there. Look at Joshua chapter thirteen. Let's go there, please. Joshua thirteen. These are are strong challenges that God wants to make very clear to us. I hope you know that the book of Joshua has 24 chapters. After chapter 12, God told Joshua in chapter 13 verse 1. Look at it. Now, Joshua was old, advanced in years. And the Lord said to him, You are old, advanced in years. And there remains very much land yet to be possessed. Before chapter 13 verse 1, beloved brethren, Joshua had conquered 31 kings. Look at it in chapter 12. Look at verse 7. These are the kings of the country which Joshua and the children of Israel conquered on this side of Jordan and they started listing those kings and look at it if you count the bible now said at the end verse 24 the king of tiza won all the kings 31 joshua had conquered 31 kings and he was only he had only gone halfway he had only reached half and the bible said he was old in verse One of chapter 13. So God was just reminding him, I know you are old, but there's still much work to do. Beloved brethren, God is telling us exactly the same thing. I know we have entered 2021, there is still much work to do. There are still many souls to be saved, there are still souls out there to be built up for Jesus let us not relax we need to engage our spiritual weapons the field is very big we need to be we need to arise and say lord help me as i keep following you and as you keep dealing with my life help me to win others for you help me to build them up in discipleship help me to to encourage them to go closer to the Lord and be strengthened in the things of God. Help me, Lord. Beloved brethren, there's work to do. I pray that even as young people, you not say, well, I'm young. This is the time to arise and serve God. Don't postpone the time you will serve God. Don't say, Lord, You know, I'm only 15. So maybe when I'm 20, when I finish university, I will start serving you. Don't say that. I want to ask you a question, young people. When do you think Jesus started serving God? Yes, I need an answer. Where's Jethro? Jethro? Yes. When do you think Jesus started serving God? Since he was young. Exactly. How old was he? Uh,
0: 12 when he was in the temple preaching.
1: Exactly. 12. How old are you, Jethro? I'm 15. Exactly. So you've passed 12. <laughs> so when should you start serving God,
0: please?
1: I should be serving God now. Exactly. Excuse me. I hope you've heard Jethro. Young people, I hope you have heard. Thank God. Um, Dominic I just posted on the chat. Charles John. The Prince of Preachers started preaching at 16. <laughs> have you? I will encourage young people. If you have the opportunity, go online and Google "morning and evening." Those were Bible devotions that Charles Spurgeon wrote. He started preaching at 16. If you read some of the things he was writing, as like insight into the Word of God. Is very encouraging. When a man devotes his years for God, great things come out of those years. Jesus started doing Bible study with he wasn't doing, you know, he was just doing Bible study like this. He was not doing it with 12-year-olds. He was doing it with elders, teachers of the law at age 12. Does that not challenge you? Hmm? Does it not challenge you as young people? Don't allow FIFA 17 take up all your time. Engage your heart in spiritual things. Before, it was Fortnite. Is it Fortnite or Fortnite? Or what was it called now? Samuel, what was the thing they used to play before? Those, those games, what was it? Is it Fortnite? Right? <laughs> what <laughs> What is it now? Eh? Very popular game. That had a dance move. For? Fortnite. Fortnite. Eh? Fortnite. 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 Aha. <laughs> And then after Fortnite, there was another one that people used to play, and they were chasing one minion all over the place. What's it called? Minecraft. Eh? No, it's yeah. not Minecraft. There was one very popular that people they were playing it on their phones and they'll be playing it. Some of them can play it into a supermarket. They Pokemon. Are chasing, eh? Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Pokemon or whatever it's called. Another one is coming out. Don't worry. That's how they come out. New, new ones. is a craze. Please be careful. These things take time. Engage your heart with spiritual things. Whether it's Fortnite, Pokemon, um, they'll give it another name. Um, just invent a name. They'll just give it is a craze, it comes like wildfire. Don't be distracted, engage your heart in spiritual things. It sounds old fashioned, but read spiritual books, things that will develop your spirit. I'm still waiting for somebody who will produce a Christian game that will help people know God. Unfortunately, the games they are producing is um, something for battle. Um, and um, time of death or whatever war games. Yes, now you are laughing. Regime, is it not true? There's a popular one going around now. I can't remember. The, the
0: spiritual war, George. Yes, the uh, armor of God.
1: Yes, but they don't. They don't do those ones. They are showing how people are going on mission to Afghanistan and coming back they are killing terrorists, all those things. That is what they are producing.
0: I think the kids can probably start to make that game. Or more rather...
1: Do you do coding?
0: <laughs> yes, I do coding, yes. I Can't do... you
1: code a small game and share it with us? A Christian game?
0: Perhaps. I... I don't really focus on games. I focus on the theory of coding. Ramos, uh, uh, Jethro, you need to... It's more like the Unity engine, isn't it? It's more because we're there. You use like a graphical engine. Yeah, I could use a graphical engine. I could use Unreal or Unity for games. Could you use something like like Unity engine or... Unreal is a good one as well. Unreal is,
1: yeah. You see? They've started. It's good. Let's use those things for spiritual upliftment. Honestly, it's no harm. If you are going to help the young person know Jesus more through your game, do you know your reward is sure in eternity? And some of these games these guys are producing, they produce one version, when that version becomes old, they produce the same name of a game, but another version of it. And it comes like wildfire. People are becoming millionaires by sitting down at home playing games and their spirit is dying off. I pray God will help us. I think I will stop here. We are going to pray, Lord Jesus, as I increase in age, as my years go by, help me that my spiritual senses increases. Let me be able to perceive you more, Lord. Let me be able to engage my heart in the things of God even more and more and more. Lord, you've reminded us there is still much land to conquer. This is not the time to relax. Lord, energize my heart to do more for you. Can that be our prayer point? I trust God will help us. Amen. Praise the
0: Lord so let's
2: go to our uh, prayer requests can i take uh, your prayer request Resmond? can i can i just say that um Cruz, my great nephew he, he didn't have covid all oh, um, praise the so that was really good and i think he's recovering What's so, so, mm-hmm. so the, the concern was uh, Well, maybe our our prayer worked, eh? Maybe our prayer Mm -hmm. worked. (laughs) Yes. Praise the Lord.
0: And uh, the rolling out of vaccine has started, so praise the Lord. And uh, any other prayer requests? Everyone is blessed.
1: Come and join Pastor George's Bible Study at 8 p.m.